Hello! Welcome to episode 4 of Nostalgia Nights. Um, if this is your first episode with us, we are just two millennial women listening to emo music, album by album, and just discussing everything. Music history, our fave songs, our fave names, everything in between. Um, I am Brittany, and I am here with my sister Shelby. Say hello. Hello! Happy New Year! Woo! Yeah, usually, as you can see and as you've heard, we do just like a review of the whole album in one episode. Um, but today, we have a playlist for you, our first playlist. Um, and we are talking about songs that are turning 10 in 2021. We talked about doing 2010. There wasn't that many like notable albums, in our opinion, besides Danger Days by My Chem. Yeah, there wasn't too many notable albums, so we we're just kind of hopping right into 2021 and talking about the songs that turned 10 in that year. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to look forward, not to look back, because fuck it. But yeah, I guess we'll just jump right in. We usually like to do a little history, so we'll do a little history of everything on here. But also, before we get into this, um, if you want to listen... I guess, like, maybe we'll link the, the playlist in, like, our bio, I guess? Is that a thing we can do? Yeah, I was just about to say. We can have a link to the playlist in our bios everywhere. Yes. Yeah. So you can, you know, see what the track listing is if you want. Listen along. Totally. Because yeah. these are some deep cuts that I think even I know as we listen to the pod that I was like, oh, I haven't heard this song in, like, ages or ever. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess like to kind of give more insight into the playlist, we both chose six songs, correct? Yeah, we both chose six songs. So we're going to, in the pod, we're going to kind of go back and forth. And yes. yeah, are you ready? I'm ready. Because okay. it starts with one of my picks. So one of my picks was After Midnight by Blink-182 from their album Neighborhoods. This album was released on September 6, 2011. And After Midnight is the second single from their sixth studio album. And Neighborhoods is also the last one that features Tom DeLonge. After Midnight peaked at number seven on Billboard Hot 100. And this was like their comeback album, wasn't it? Yeah, they took a few years off before mm -hmm. this album, too. Anyways, your pick. Your thoughts. Honestly, I just picked this song because I love it. And <laughs> listening back, I haven't listened back to it in a while or watched the music video for this. So I love the little guitar riff, the ding, ding. Plus, I always love Tom's voice. Right. And I think this song, like, what makes a good Blink-182 song for me is, like, just the juxtaposition of Mark and Tom. Right. And I think this song does it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Tom's voice and, like, the verses. And then when Mark comes in, like, in the chorus, it just feels so, like, nice and balanced. Um, mm -hmm. And I know we shouldn't, like, romanticize mental health or anything, but... Mm -hmm. Man, this video. <laughs> yes. It reminds me of that movie. Um, it's kind of a funny story. Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I looked it up and the movie came out in 2010. So this was kind oh. of like around that time where like that was having a moment in our cultural mm. history for whatever right. reason. But like I liked that video and I liked that movie too at that time. But I just like mm -hmm. it's so like free and young and... I like that this song, like, it kind of goes with the theme of the song that's like, you know, we'll fall asleep in the stairwell or whatever. It's like, just right. kind of like just a free youthful song. Yeah. Going off the whole young and just like carefree vibe. Hadn't, I hadn't watched the music video in a really long time. 
Um, but when I even when I was listening to the song, I was thinking that this song had such like a young and grungy vibe to it. And it just really kind of took me back to like um, kind of like college days. Um, Mm -hmm. and just feeling the feeling of like being young in your in your early 20s like just living life for some for whatever reason I was really connected to the lyric we'll stagger home after midnight and Mm -hmm. just because that just paints such a good picture for me and just like brings me back to literally staggering home after midnight (laughs) yes oh my god same yeah and then going back to also the juxtaposition of mark and tom for whatever reason it was really weird for me to listen to this song and hear both of them in one song just because like i don't know it's been i think it's been a while and also like we play a lot of um angels and airwaves in our household and so like we hear a lot of tom (laughs) And so, like, it's it was weird to, like, hear them both again, just to talk about Travis for a moment, too. Like, his his drum work in this is, like, mm. so crazy. Like, what the stuff he's doing on the hi-hat is, like, insane. And, it, and I just love how crisp it sounds. Yeah. It's just so crispy in this song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's what I really love about Travis's drumming in general in, like, Blink mm-hmm. and even Boxcar Racer and, like, anything he does even now, right. like, even if he's behind, like, MGK or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's just so talented and yeah. he always has that, like, crispness to it. Yes. He just makes it feel so clean. About the music video. Yeah, not to romanticize, you know, mental health and stuff. I was just like, wow, kings of just, like, young rebel love, you know? Truly, like, all the time. Yeah. Aw, love that. One of Britney's next picks is Rumor Mill from We Are The In Crowd. And I also picked a We Are The In Crowd song. So, Rumor Mill is the first single from their CD Best Intentions, released July to july 26 july 26 2011 um and it's also the first track that Mm -hmm. starts off this cd which i think is like a a great first track yeah totally there were a good list of bands that like we had on our kind of brainstorming list but there were some bands i just like couldn't really connect like with a song or that there Mm -hmm. wasn't like a song that like i was like oh my god this needs to be on there so i was Mm -hmm. like i'll just put another we are the in crowd song on there because we are the in crowd was literally my life in 2011 like literally my life like i saw them so many times met them so many times i have no regrets (laughs) and i don't know i think rumor mill has always been um like you said a good intro song to their album i think it keeps up with being a pop rock song that's still good nowadays. Totally. Basically, the only other thing I had about Rumor Mill 2 was just giggling about how in the music video, like we had given them bracelets or something at a show. And then their bracelets, they're still, or at least Tay and Jordan are still wearing the bracelets in this music video. What? And that's Wait, like the I forgot only thing I we think gave about. them bracelets? What? yeah what do they have on them they're just like string not braided but just like kind of some sort of like string weaving and they're like kind of stripes i know that tay's is like blue and red jordan's was maybe like orange and green or something and then we got them all for them and like we had gotten them for some from somewhere the same day and we're like oh we're just gonna get these for them and give them to them because like it was such a thing i think for wadik but also like the scene at that time for just to get like a huge bunch of bracelets on like one 
wrist like in oh you're so right like the people and bands and stuff like that was yeah, such yeah. a thing back then yeah and that's like all i can think of when i watch this video holy fuck i literally forgot about that that just was not a memory that was in my brain <laughs> wow i'm really gonna have to go back and watch that video because all i kept thinking about that video was like damn i used to be so hot for cameron hurley like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah yeah this is genuinely like you're saying like a good like pop punk song like mm-hmm. it really just holds up i was like "Ooh, this is a good song i'm jamming yeah um, it's fun it always reminds me of like seeing them like maybe yeah. in that year and the years around it like all the time it felt like they literally mm-hmm. toured with every band that we loved yeah and then when they were headlining their own tours later like mm-hmm. this was either like the song that they would like start with or like one of their first songs of the mm-hmm. set and I just remember, like, being, like, popping off to it. Yeah. Um, and, of course, like, just me always wanting to be Tay. <laughs> always. Oh, gosh, me too. Honestly, We Are the In Crowd is, like, one of the nicest bands I think yeah. I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. They were always so great to the fans, so great to us. Like, mm-hmm. I really loved all of them. They were yeah. not bad people. They, I have such fond memories of them, and so I'm really glad that, like, this playlist got like brought it brought them back in my life but let's jump into the next song if you may <laughs> let's jump let's into it still we're this using crowd but you know we're yeah, taking a turn I'm, it's one of my picks i picked kiss me again from uh we are the in crowd best intentions the song was released march 12th 2012 but i kept it because original kiss me again's on best intentions so whatever I picked the version that features Alice Gasgarth, and it's an iTunes bonus track. Kiss Me Again was their third single from this CD. Uh, and they also supported All Time Low on the Gimme Some of Your Love tour, which we definitely went to. And they also supported them on some UK tour that same year. And they also mm-hmm. were on the same Warp tour in right. 2012. And Talix was real, and it lasted <laughs> April 2012 to August 2012. Which is basically the Warped Tour summer. So a great summer love song. A truly simpler time. And you know what? Let's get into it. (sighs) Now, as I say, perhaps our most polarizing song of this whole playlist. (laughs) Perhaps the most polarizing topic of our entire relationship. Why Why don't you just take the floor for a second and just explain to me why Talix is your bread and butter. I don't even, I mean, I think it was because I loved We Are The In Crowd so much right. at that point, And I've like mm-hmm. loved All Time Low for basically my entire life. Yeah. Um, so just to see two people that I like just so loved individually, like be together mm-hmm. and like have a song together. That's like always like your highlights of like having a musical like obsession is like oh my god so and so is on this track and now this song fucking bangs i mean the original kiss me again is great but honestly like anything alice gaskar touches turns to gold and mm-hmm. i just love like the earnestness of tay's voice is like something i've mm-hmm. always enjoyed about her yeah um just like the way she sings and like mm-hmm. this song already is such like an earnest love song and if we know anything about me in the like four episodes we've <laughs> recorded so far is i fucking mm-hmm. love an earnest love song right also on this video their outfits are an homage to say anything the movie oh, with John Cusack. Yeah, I totally forgot that. I was lost in my distaste for Taylor, so I was just like, I hate that he's in a trench coat right now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because I forgot about that, but that's fine. I mean, it was kind of weird to see Tay in a dress. It's like low key kind of weird to see Alex in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, the Talix moments in this, I was screaming. There's a part where they're playing as the band and he like puts mm-hmm. his like forehead on her shoulder or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Ah! Like now kiss, you know? <laughs> I don't um, understand why you don't like Talix. Listen, I love Alex so much. I really, yeah. truly do to this day. And I love this song and this duet and the re-release and all that kind of stuff. I was so mad at Alex for doing Tay so dirty. She was just a summer fling because him and Lisa weren't together for whatever reason. I don't know. And just for the summer and then he dropped her. And I was like, wow, what a douchey thing to do. (laughs) But... In retrospect, now that I think about it as a person in their mid twenties, I'm just like, that happens. Like they that were happens. they were probably um I was trying to do the math and they were probably like younger than I am back then. So like I was like, it happens. They were in their early twenties, like and just the lifestyle that they had and and especially too of like Alex and All Time Blow's lifestyle that they had like dirty work had already happened right yeah um, and so like they were already on their major label and then left probably and like all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff was happening you know and mm-hmm. so in retrospect I'm like okay it's fine I guess and so I then mean, that's yeah. that's why I just have just still a distaste for it but you know as a person that is able to reflect I'm like it's fine I guess Everyone is better for it. Alex and Lisa are my parents. It's fine. Exactly. Tay has a loving relationship, I think, with some New York dude upstate. Everyone moved on. We got a banging We Are the In Crowd CD after it. Yeah, that's true. So, you know. It's fine, I guess. Taylix had to happen (laughs) for all of us to benefit. It was a learning experience for all. I'm ready to move on from that now. (sighs) Okay, if you must. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> our next song is britney's pick uh keep on bringing me down from forever sick as kids their self-titled album released march 1st 2011 it's their second studio album and this was their first single technically released in september 14th 2010 but again i cheated because the album was released in 2011 a little bit about forever sick as kids at that point in their career they were touring with simple plan on the u.s tour and this album got mixed reviews um but they ended at a high point on the top alternative albums at number five interesting i don't really have much to say about this album we definitely uh loved underdog the album before this that was some bops it's cringy now, but it was some bops. Um, I know. Yeah, and I just put this on there because this is basically the only song I know from this album. It still definitely just falls into like the nostalgic pit for me, for sure. Like I would not just willingly put this on and be like, oh yeah, I need this right now, you know? Um, <laughs> but when I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. This is a good song. Anyways, we know we know that Jonathan is a MAGA chud now. Fuck It's that, fine. Dude. Nobody talk about it. <laughs> It's a good song, in my opinion. It's like fun to like dance to. the The lyrics are kind of lost a little bit. They're kind of all over the place. They don't really make sense here and there, honestly, in my opinion. Mm. And like musically, it's a little all over the place too. They were just kind of lost at this time, but mm. it's fine. All bands go through it. But yeah, it's turning ten. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> it just like lights one lone candle. Yep. 
No, I feel you too. I was like, honestly, it's probably the last good song that they wrote. Um, I think it's a quality pop punk song for like whatever yeah. fucking reason. Like I really couldn't yeah. even like I was listening to it and I was like, this is really good. But like, I don't know why. Because <laughs> yeah. it does feel like all over the place kind of. But I was mm-hmm. just like, I really like it though. And I was like, I don't know, maybe the BPMs are just like hitting it. Like, yeah. Where you need to hit it. Plus, I also love the lyrics of like, my thoughts run fast through me like a lethal injection. And I was like, okay, my emo ass was like living <laughs> for that lyric. Yes, but true. Nostalgia. I'm just like, yeah. cool if it comes on, but I had not listened to that song in yeah. literal years until we put it on this playlist. Yes, in a long time. The next one is a My Pick with You Around by Yellow Card from their album When You're Through Thinking Say Yes, released March 22nd. 2011 um this isn't a single but it's the third track on their seventh studio album and this was the first ab this was the first album after their two-year hiatus this is definitely my favorite my favorite song on the album like for sure but i just love this song live every time i hear it i just remember it takes me back to like when we saw them at elko yeah (laughs) and we were like front row team stage right and I remember them playing this song um, because the chorus is just so fun. I just remember just like jumping. And it's another earnest love song, you know? Like, yes. uh, It just makes me feel so light and just so happy. It feels warm to me. I love the lyric. They're like, I'm right here, so don't get blue. It's not just you. I need this too. Oh my goodness. That also hit me like in the feels this week. Oh my God. I was throwing up. But. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i loved that line like especially just the it's not just you i need this too i was like oh my god that's true love i know i know we love i love it when it gets vulnerable i'm like ah i love this (laughs) Um, Um, plus that bridge with the behind the lyrics that we fucking love the whoa yeah and like you know if you've ever been to a yellow card show like mm-hmm. Ryan Key loves to use the crowd for like all the backing vocals. So that was like I just so remember vivid memory, like being in El Co mm-hmm. singing those like woe's. Yeah, no, yeah. This the woe's and this song like always remind me of Yellow Card Live. It's funny because it's like sometimes there's songs that like I can see the video in my head and that's all I think about. But it's mm-hmm. like for with for with you around, it's like I see myself at a yellow card show and I can see it literally like right in front of my face. Yellow card just makes me feel so deeply in my soul, like in the pit of my stomach. Like they just give me so many feelings. Like anytime a yellow card song comes on, I get so just like overwhelmed with emotion that I'm just like, don't look at me right now because <laughs> I'm just I know, going like, I'm so it. fragile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so fragile in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just loved it. I was just like, oh my God, what a love song. And that's saying something because you, as you know me, mm. I'm not very like outward with my uh, sappy stuff. Truly. This song, I was really like just going through it. This album is just really good in general. For me, when I was going through songs, I almost put Hang You Up on here. But yeah, I think With You Around was a really good pick. It's a good, just like standard yellow card song, you know? Totally. Ooh, yeah. This is like pure yellow card. I think that's probably why I chose it too. I almost mm. put um, Hang You Up or like Sing For Me is also on this album. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, no. <laughs> We're not ready for Sing For Me yet. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I want to be happy. And I also know that we we will do this album and Mm -hmm. give it its own episode. And I was just like, 
I just want to, I want to leave that for that. Yeah. So we're ready to move onward. <laughs> uh, this is one of Britney's picks, The Ballad of Mona Lisa by Panic at the Disco from their album Vices and Virtues. The song itself was released on February 1st, 2011, and it's the first single from their third studio album. And Vices and Virtues is certified platinum in the United States. Listen, love Panic. We love a scene. We love a story. We love imagery and a concept. You do truly, which but, I think is why you've always rode Panic, like, <laughs> mm, so hard. <laughs> yes. But this one kind of confuses me. <laughs> I know. Literally, I was like, I have no idea what's going on in this video, but I would die for Brendan Urie and eyeliner, so. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you know, we love steampunk. We love pan- or we love Brendan and eyeliner. <laughs> Truly, um, those are my two thoughts when I was watching this video. I was like, sure. But yeah, I um, I really love this song. It's like a bop. I still like really like groove to it nowadays. But yeah, in retrospect, when I was listening to it, I was like, you know, I feel like Brendan is a little confused <laughs> and just trying to like find his way a little bit. Um, I really mm. do think that Vices and Virtues is the forgotten album of Panic's mm-hmm. discography, like even more than Pretty Odd. Because from Pretty Odd, people know like Nine in the Afternoon or um, whatever the heck that other one's called, Northern Downpour. Yeah, nobody even really talks about Mona Lisa, I feel like, as a single. Brendan usually still plays like Ready to Go too from this album. But... He plays this too, because this was a yeah. song when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, this just reminds me the last time I saw them at Barclays but mm-hmm. like they played this song and I just love it like everyone everyone mm-hmm. pops off in the yeah. arena and I'm like yeah. fuck yeah this is a good song and even in their set when they played it I was like oh shit we're going back I forgot about this song no yeah and I think it is like a song that like panic song or panic fans obviously will know um but for the normies normies might not know this song I think um, it's a hit or miss for normies yeah I think Brendan was a little um trying to find his way at this time because this time pretty odd was the last album that had like basically everybody in the original band members list and then vices and virtues was basically just brendan and spencer um and i think brendan was trying to do like still the theatrical thing and and go back to like i write sins and this video is basically like i write sins but like dark (laughs) Um, you know he needed that break to finally figure out what he was and what he needed to do with panic totally i think this is like just a necessary bridge to like go Mm -hmm. from uh the first two cds to have this kind of start to change his course into then what was the biggest break of panic's career since yeah i write sins because i can totally tell like where he's going but and i can totally tell like where he's been in this right yeah one of my picks is Call Me in the Morning from Taking Back Sunday's self-titled, released June 28th, 2011. It's the last track on this fifth studio album that they have. Also kind of like Panic, this is like one of their CDs where it's the first album with members Sean Cooper and John Nolan who replaced Matthew Fazy and Matt Rubano, who were like original members or members in the early Taking Back Sunday days. And so, yeah, I know you said that you didn't really maybe know this song or like listen to this song, but I have a whole soliloquy about it. But I'm curious about your thoughts. Yeah, well, I knew this CD existed. (laughs) Um, I guess maybe I just kind of stopped listening to like Take It Back Sunday stuff at this time. But yeah, when I saw it on the playlist, I was like, oh, 
I couldn't think of like what it sounded like when I saw the title, you know? When I turned it on, I was like, oh, I've heard this before. <laughs> like for sure. Yeah, but I think, um, you know, it's like from listening to it with, with what seems like new ears, I guess, mm-hmm. um, or like for the first time, I just really think that it's a really nice, like, quintessential emo song which like of course taking back sunday like who else would do that but them yeah and i think it had like all the emo elements which is like vague but interpretal lyrics and like quiet vocals and he screams a little bit and like there's like a little like dreamy like guitar riff like this the little plucking and it's like a four minute song so all it hits all the emo ticks on the list Truly. This song was my entire life when it came out. I, like, I would play it on repeat so many times um, because it was like one of the first songs. So like in 2011, I was in my back half of my sophomore year, first half of my junior year in college. And like that was such a pivotal time for me, like in my grief, because it really felt like I was beginning to know what life felt like post loss to like move like not move on but like to feel like all the different emotions that weren't sad (laughs) anymore and this was like one of the first songs that was just like a soulless song for me in Mm. my grief I love that this song is just what it feels it's like what I felt like like when I was struggling to be vulnerable with others like I didn't really know how to like talk about my grief or talk about my loss and like being afraid Mm. to like tell people and like reconciling with like how much I wanted to do so and how much Mm -hmm. I felt like I should I love the lyrics like I love the lyrics is like um while you reached into my mouth pulled out a single bloody tooth I've never shown that to anyone. Yeah, no Mm -hmm. one knows but you. That lyric always just like, I was like, fuck. I was like, that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's how I feel. Trying to like share something vulnerable in my grief. Like it's like one small part that's like always inside of me and it's gross and it's bloody and it's messy and I don't show it to anybody except maybe like one person who's reaching out and I know I had like really great friends at that point I had also first got into my first group therapy experience where I was Mm -hmm. really talking about like my grief and like all that with other people and it just always felt like yeah pulling out a bloody tooth it's painful and it's gross but like also slightly relieving Mm -hmm. I like began to understand what my life was like like without my dad and just like how strange it felt to just like go on yeah and that's why I love the lyrics like I know what you've been through don't let go Mm. and I don't know where we're going but I've known but I know where we've been Mm. and just like yeah your sophomore year to junior year I'm starting to think about what am I doing after college like where's my career going Mm -hmm. like I don't I don't know but like I definitely know like where I have been in my grief and in my life and I think too like especially beginning of junior year, I was starting to use, like, if I want to do something in psychology and counseling, like, I have to know my story, too. And it was, like, really one of my first parts where I was, like, really getting in touch with that. And I just think that this song encapsulates, like, all those feelings for me. Yeah, it just, like, helped me feel, like, all those feelings 
someone else gets. I also remember I saw them at PlayStation play this song and it was like one of their last songs. And it was so like meaningful to me, like see them play the song. It was just Adam Lazara and his guitar on yeah. stage. And I was like, fuck, those same lyrics. Like, I don't know where we're going, but I know what where you've been. I was at mm-hmm. gra- I was still in grad school. I was still trying to figure out what am I going to do next? What am I doing with my career now? And in a way it always just feels like it it's okay. Mm-hmm. You are where you are. You don't right. know where you're going, but you do know where where you've been and you can right. use that to help you. Yeah. So that's why this song means so much to me. Oh, I never knew. <laughs> that's so sweet. Well, not sweet, but, like, special, you know? I love that for you. Thanks. My heart. Anyways, wow, we got real emo and real, so yeah, let's, let's move on move to... On. <laughs> We're spiraling. I'm glad we put Say You Like Me next, which was yeah. one of Britney's choices from We the Kings on Sunshine State of Mind. Uh, the song was released September 13th, 2011, and the album was released July 5th, and it's the second single from their third studio album, and it's also the last album with their bassist at the time, Drew Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think another song I didn't have too many things to talk about. This song particularly, and We the Kings particularly, really reminds me of Warped Tour. I've always kind of like loved this like poppy, almost like island feel. I guess. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's a really cute song. It's like really simple. Like the lyrics aren't like crazy legendary or anything. It's just like a super simple song. And I watched the video and I thought it was so funny that Petra from Jane the Virgin was the girl. <laughs> I was just about to say, I have it all kind of like, oh my God, is the girl in this video Petra? <laughs> yes. I was like, oh my gosh. That's Love special. That. I fucking love that. The video game concept was, like, really cute, too, in the video. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. But, yeah, that's all I have. No, that's true. I felt, I was like, this song is so pure, protected at all costs. And then I couldn't remember, because I also, with We The Kings, I also always think of seeing them at Warp Tour. Mm -hmm. Like, literally nothing else. Was this a song that they played live at Denver, one of the Denver Warps, and they wanted to do a hand sign because 303 was also on that tour? Is this the song that they made the whole hand sign up before because I was like, oh my God, because they carried that through the rest of their career. And I remember feeling so special every time I, I literally, I literally have that in my notes. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, the W hands. <laughs> yes, 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 oh God. I don't know, I felt like, I feel like it was maybe like one of the first dates of that summer. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, we're going to like do this thing and blah, blah, blah. And then they just like continued to do it. And I was like, oh my God, special. I know. I think I remember seeing them like years after at that one small ass venue, Marquee Theater in Denver. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing them again like after that summer and they and everyone still did the hand thing and yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, we were there. Special. We were the OGs." <laughs> yes. But anyway, I went into Next. one of my picks, uh Priceless by Mayday Parade from their self-titled. This year was a big self-title year from their self-titled release october 4 2011 it's track five not a single and this is third made a parade's third studio album um their first one back on fearless after they were on atlantic from anywhere but here um the album debuted at number 12 on the billboard top 200 which is not bad because it's their second highest chart ever um and honestly i just put it on here because it's a good song it's my favorite from the cd i also like looked at the title and couldn't really think of like what it was but 
again listened to it and i was like oh yeah i've heard this before but yeah it's a good song i'm kind of glad that you like brought it into my life again mm, i love it it's just like again one of like what made it parade does so well is like they just write good fucking like emo songs yeah but i love the last chorus slow down and you'll be the brightest star in the sky sing me yes. a song and tell me who it's for i'm like wow yes into one of your tracks rome by the story so far under soil and dirt so this album was released in june 21st 2000 it's their debut CD. Uh, it's also the second track. It's a single, has a video. And they spent this year touring with bands like The Wonder Years, Newfound Glory, Set Your Goals, and Man Overboard. So truly in that pure pop punk fam. Yeah. This is your pick, so I'm very curious to what you have to say. <laughs> Listen, disclaimer, I am not a huge pop punk person. Which is why and I'm I... so curious <laughs> as to why you put this song and then and the I... other song. And I'm not going to claim myself as a pop punk person because, you know, I don't know. I don't have a lot of pop punk knowledge, okay? Like, so don't come for me. But this is, like, one of the handful of the Story So Far songs that I know. And I and, and also, full disclaimer, I wasn't listening to this song in 2011, so also don't come for me. But the Story So Far came into my life, like, in college, you know, friends love this band so I got into this band. I've seen this band too many times. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like this song, honestly. It's just um, quintessential angry white man pop punk, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I literally was like, I mean, I love pop. I love pop punk more than you do. Yeah, I like yeah. I I like pop punk bands more than you mm-hmm. do. And even still, I was like, this one, though, just kind of reeks of like angry insult white mm-hmm. dude. And sadly, that's all I see in the music video, too. I was like, but man, I miss shows. Honestly, the music video took me back to, like, the the trauma I have from the Story So Far shows and, like, stage diving and all that shit. Not me stage diving, other people stage diving. But, yep, it just really took me back. I was like, man, I'm triggered. (laughs) I'm triggered by this. But anyways, I don't know. I just like it. And I have always, um, I've always liked the line. You have no idea how unproductive it is to fall in and out of you as often as I do. I just think that's great. It's also real. I like that. Yeah. I liked that. That was like a highlight of that part, too. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, man, PC does like just yell, which I yeah. think like why I never really got into the story so far, even though I like pop punk like more than you. Mm-hmm. I like my pop punk with like a melody. Right. Yeah, yeah. I feel it. But also yeah. I was like, who- damn, whoever says pop punk ain't emo, like think again, bro. That's. What I was literally thinking slash saying in my notes. I was like, dude, this is emo. Like, don't mm-hmm. come for me and say this is an emo. Pop punk is emo, okay? Anyways, that's all. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> on to Simple Plan. I picked Jetlag Feet. Feet. Featuring feet. <laughs> Marie May from their CD, Get Your Heart On. Uh, this song was released in April to April 25th, 2011. It's the second single off their fourth studio album. And there are four different versions to the song. English, French, Chinese, and Indonesian. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Fucking love it. Simple Plan's always been like a really global band. So I think that's cool that they put that in here. But I picked this over the English version. The English version has Natasha Benningfield in it as the... Right. um, And which is the song that's going to be on the Spotify playlist. Oh, yeah. If you want to listen to the French version, there's... They have a music video for it on YouTube... And you can just Google jet lag French version and it'll pop up. (laughs) Yeah. But I put the French version over the English version because 
I think the French lyrics are so much better mm-hmm. and more emotional than the English ones. Right. Like, they just transform the song into, like, a way deeper song. Like, I listen to the English version, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I've always listened to the French version. Uh-huh. Um, but I listen to the English version, and I'm like, this seems so, like, shallow and, like, kind of, like, kind of trite and, like, cliche. And I'm like, all right, I guess. But, like, the French yeah. version just, like, elevates it. Like, especially like in the chorus and the bridge is like my two favorite parts it's like the english is like i woke up, i wake up to your sunset and it's driving me driving me mad i miss you so bad but the french version like literally translates to like when i put myself to bed you wake up and i count the hours that i lose sleep i'm just like brah yeah. fucking poetic as shit but i had the same like revelation as you where i was like mm-hmm. oh the lyrics are different like way different um there's a part also in the beginning of the bridge that the bridge is like I miss you so bad in English. In the French, it's like I I am lost without you. So I was like, I like that a lot better. <laughs> oh my god, me too. Yeah, I have the bridge, like I miss you so bad. I want to share your horizon and see the same sun rising is English, which feels a little like kind of jumbled. Mm-hmm. But the French is like I'm so lost without you. Je suis perdu sans toi. Je t'attends, je t'attends encore. I wait for you again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, like, that's so like, much more romantic, hello? deeper. Yeah. And then, and a line that was in, that's in English and both of them is, turn the hour hand back to when you were holding me. Oh my God. I love it so much. I was like, wow, legendary line. <laughs> no, I love that too. That's like the one English phrase that can stay. The French is just so much superior to the English. It's just, it makes it a deeper yeah. experience. And in our final track, we have another pop punk song. By Britney, the non-pump punk The non-pop punker. <laughs> yeah, which I was so confused as to why you put this in story so far on there. So I'm very curious. Um, but it's Come Out Swinging by The Wonder Years from their album, Suburbia, I've Given You All and Now I'm Nothing, which is the most pop punk fucking title I've ever heard. Yeah. The album was released June 24th, 2011, and this single and video were released November 2nd, 2011. This is their third studio album, and it's the first track off that album. Um, The Wonder Years also were touring with The Story So Far, Newfound Glory. They opened for Yellow Card, and they also headlined um, the Glamour Kills Holiday Festival and opened for The Starting Line. Why'd you put the song on here? Listen, again, disclaimer. I was not listening to this song in 2011. (laughs) Again, The Wonder Years... Gosh, probably came into my life maybe in the past like six, seven years. And I had always heard about Came Out Swinging because my friends, Sydney and Aylin. Hi, Sydney. I know you listen to us. Yeah, Um, Sydney. Yeah, so Sydney and Aylin always talked about this song. They would always play it in the car whenever we were together in the same car. We've seen, we saw them at Warp Tour one year and they were like one of the last bands that was on that Warp Tour like of the day. It was a vibe. They played it. They both went off. I was like, sick. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's always been a good song. So, like, I know, like, I've known, like, the melody and everything, like, for a while. And then now, Matthew, my partner, he, like, loves the Wonder Years. Like, Mm -hmm. loves them. Um, So I hear a lot of the Wonder Years in the past. I've heard it a lot in the past, like, three years. And so I'm like, okay, Everybody loves this song. Everybody knows the song. I've seen The Wonder Years a couple times now, and, like, this song is, like, near and dear to, like, you know, their fans' hearts, I can tell. Yeah, and I just, and I, so I've just grown into 
loving this song, I think. Just going back and like reading the lyrics and stuff, like this song makes me so sad. <laughs> it is just like a such a good painted picture of how like rugged and tiring and just sometimes not fun tour life can be mm, and mm-hmm. just simple lines like well I spent this whole year in airports and the floor feels like home mm. and um my heart keeps staying my heart keeps saying stay young my lower back seems to disagree oh my and... god I felt that lyric <laughs> in my fucking soul this I know week. right a, a line at the very end of one of the verses that he's just like that he just says I'm just so tired it's just so like exasperated and lost and sad and i watched the video for the first time this week mm-hmm. and i thought it was so cute <laughs> i know i was like i love this little ghost causing chaos <laughs> yes and um and i just love that it like kind of went with the whole like i spent this year as a ghost um mm-hmm. line in the in the song too and just the fact that like this little girl was just like running around in her little ghost costume like just causing whatever mayhem and just like acting out I guess I feel like and just doing all that and then she goes home and then just like hugs her mom I was like oh my god I can't take it no yeah it was so cute I also loved like at the end she like spray paints I don't even know what I'm upset about yeah I was like sometimes that's just like a vibe and I'm just like yeah but like you gotta like fucking go off and do something to like release mm-hmm. it so I thought that was very cute no, yeah, I mean, I never heard this song before until you put it on the playlist. I never listened to, a hun- like, a Wonder Year song in my entire life. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. Because now I'm, like, reevaluating. Because I'm like, I like this song. I was like, the song is a bop. I was like, I would love to see this in, like, a tiny venue for sure. It, like, gives me the same vibe of, like, you want to be in the pit and you want to, like, mush around to it. Um, but you're not afraid for your life. Like, yeah. the, story so far, the story so far gives me that same, like, gonna, like, be in the pit about it, but might get punched in the face by an angry man. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think the Wonder Years is definitely more, like, my vibe of, like, pop punk. Like, they have more melody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, they, and they do that well. Like, I also love that it, like, slows down in the bridge and it gets, like, more quiet. Yeah. Like, I came out swinging. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it builds again. I fucking love that in a song anyway. And then, like, mm-hmm. gang vocals. So, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I love a good gang vocal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was a good song. I was like, oh, I'd be, like, I'm kind of more interested to hear Mm -hmm. maybe what they have a little bit. And from what I've, like, listened to the past few years and stuff like that, like, I've really come to know that The Wonder Years is definitely one of the more artistic pop punk bands, I feel like. Hmm. When you do listen back, like, it does, like, translate, you know, it translates well into, like, artistic, conceptual, like stuff like that I can I can really appreciate that about a band I feel like they they have things that relate to them that their fans will know you know like stuff like Hank the Pigeon and then like other different things in the music video that um are in this one and you know I can appreciate a band that creates a community for themselves I I honestly just at the end of the day feel really lucky that Matthew loves them so much so then like (laughs) I hear them all the time now and and can like truly appreciate them Mm-hmm. I might give them a listen in the year 2021. V recommend. Well, we usually end with our little nostalgia ratings. Mm-hmm. Which songs would you give your gonna put them in the back nostalgia only? And which ones would you rate as timeless? Here we'll do fire. We'll do fire around after midnight. 
Timeless. Timeless for me, too. Rumor Mills, timeless. Timeless. I will say Kiss Me Again is timeless. It fucking is. <laughs> Taylix is real. Um, Keep on Bringing Me Down is 100% nostalgia. Yeah, um, I hear you. <laughs> with Same You Around. Me. With timeless. You Around is timeless, 100%. The Ballad of mm-hmm. Mona Lisa, I would say for me, kind of is on a cusp. 50-50. Um, I feel yeah. it. Call Me in the Morning, timeless, 100%. Timeless, yes. Um, I think Say You Like Me might be a little cusp for me, too. I'm going to give Say You Like Me, like, 80% timeless. Yeah. It's such a good song. I think Priceless by Mayday is... It's still mm. a good pop-punk song, in my opinion, but I think for me, maybe personally, it might be on a cusp. Yeah, I was going to give it, like, 80% nostalgia, to be honest. Mm. It's not something I go back to, but it's like, oh, right. yeah, this was a time. I think Rome, I think for me, it could be timeless, considering, like, I was not a 2011 fan, and here I am listening to it now, you know? Um, but I also don't have that many deep feelings about it, so. <laughs> I'm putting it in the nostalgia. Got you. Um, I think jet lag is a cusp for me. I think it's timeless for sure. But I also like, I don't know, just this, this song and this time, like it just really like takes me back to like a time. Oh, hundred percent timeless for me. I think came out swinging, swinging is a timeless song. Mm -hmm. I could see how that is. I'll put it 50, 50 just cause I don't really know them all that well, but I can see <laughs> yeah. it made me really open to knowing more. So that's yeah. why I'm giving it 50 Yeah. 50. Anyways. Woo, we what, did it. What a trip. A great look back at 2011. A simpler time indeed. And we hope that your 2021 is a little bit more simpler than 2020. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for just hopping on this endeavor with us as we, you know, closed out 2020 and just kind of jumped in and did it. And we're here and we're excited for continuing on in the new year too and yeah just thanks thanks for listening to us thanks for clicking and stuff follow us on all the things we're at nostalgia nights basically everywhere um mm-hmm. but yeah and we'll see you soon in the new year Woo-hoo. Woo! bye bye